Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Crucial piece of fact. This is part two of our queer poetry special. If you haven't heard part one, head back to the feed, listen to that first. Call me a stickler, but I like listening to things chronologically, and if you do too, I can highly recommend it. Sinead's poem, Black Dorothy. So the bit I was talking about earlier is that final line. It was good, Sinead, but I've seen better. It's just like being hit in the face. Sinead, did your mum really say that to you? I'm aware we need to now carve out an hour if she did. She did. (laughs) She did. Seems very okay about it now. I did. I did tell her that I, I, I got that. I wrote, wrote that in a poem, and she kind of was okay about that. She was kind of like, "Well, that's your truth, and you're you need to do that with it to like you know mm. make it okay." And she's kind of like a theme that comes up quite a bit in the pamphlet, which I I don't know if she knows that part. But uh, <laughs> well, lucky this isn't going out anywhere or anything. Um, <laughs> you have used poetry to talk about your relationship with your mother right I have because that's another thing it's another relationship that it's very hard for us to find how to express and perhaps poetry is the answer it's true I I mean I just I remember before I started writing this is hilarious it's kind of like therapy as well it's like before when I was just like writing poetry about other things someone said to me like you should start writing about like your mom your relationship with your mom and I was like oh no way and then I started and I couldn't stop and then like there's elements of it just coming up everywhere and I'm just like okay <laughs> let's put this down now um, that's so like a, funny yeah it's hmm. like you just I just see it as a theme and you do don't you your your parents their voice what yes. they were trying to instill in you the good stuff and the bad stuff so. yeah it's funny when the the sort of top of the fire hydrant gets knocked off on certain topics and then suddenly you can't stop. I remember when I first ever went to therapy, the therapist said to me, um, well, you know, you're a gay man, so let's maybe talk about that type thing. And I was like, I think you're fine. I'm fine with being gay. Thanks. I don't really want to talk about it. I'm not here for that. It's a bit of a cliche. Cut to 10 years later, we're still talking about it every session. Like, I literally can't stop. I'm like... I'm gay, 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 gay. It's like you can lock stuff into yourself, can't you? And actually not allow yourself to think or talk about it because it's tough. And it's quite brave putting it publicly out there, but it's so inspirational for other people as well. I know that people have emailed me about Sinead Poe and how it really spoke to them and their relationships and their childhood and their issues with their mothers. We've all got some sort of issue. With oh, us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lots of people have been in touch about it because it, it really people connect with it. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that, that people were yeah. in. Yeah, there, they have. <laughs> it's so magical that, you know, Sinead sat down and wrote this really personal poem. And mm. then other people, that's a very specific experience with very specific lines that your mum said to you. Mm. And then all these other people are connecting with it, these strangers. That's what I think is so mm. magical about it. But it's also the the lightness of touch with the way you do it so this is a slight sidebar but one that I think is you know that Adele song someone like you Mm. 
like oh, i think yeah. that's... i love you i thought you were going to say like a deep cut or something I like oh, right no no <laughs> but i think the reason that song is as huge as it is or not the reason because i don't have the answer but like one of the things i love about it is it's the way she says never mind i'll find someone like you which is so not a lyric it's like it's just it's so spoken and yeah. i think the black dorothy has that quality with that last line you know like it, yeah she said it was good Sinead but I've seen better like it's just something there's just something about it that's so I can see her saying it and mm. that way um, ability to transport people to huge moments in the most casual fashion is such a, a skill it's remarkable and um so thank you oh thank you thank you so much and are you going to do because uh, you you do many things don't you it's it's you've done it as a, a a sort of longer piece as well is that right uh as a short story i have written yeah. it as a short story which not many people have seen i haven't really shared that one too much but um yeah, I think originally I tried to write it as a poem and it wasn't working. And then I wrote it as a short story. And then I was mm. like, okay, I need to go back to the poem. Um, and then wrote Black Dorothy. And what about people listening who are like, I think I've got a poem in me? You know how everyone says, people always say everyone's got a, per- a book in them. Mm. People who've got a poem in them, how, how should they start? You just read as much as possible. I think that's what mm. I wish I'd done when I was writing my terrible poetry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just read and read a, a wide variety of poems because you'll take inspiration from everywhere and it will really help you refine your voice. Mm. Um, that's what I personally think. And there's, there's if you're a queer person listening to this, there's such a blossoming of incredible queer poets at the moment. There's a real... Mm. The golden age of queer poetry and it's so exciting that it's a good time to tap into that I think I yeah I would agree I would I would say read I would say um not to restrict yourself in any way my editor said like a, a really interesting thing about like what poetry can do I think it was something along the the lines of you write the poem and the poem writes back And I just love that. And I think I think that is just like the most like beautiful way of like kind of describing what a relationship with poetry can kind of look like. And I think for me, it's I guess I think, yeah, it's about just having like a sense of trust in yourself Mm. and not having too many expectations of what you'll end up with because you're killing the poem there. I think I, I like to go into sort of writing poems and not really have an idea of what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. until the end. And then maybe never know what you're trying to say. I think that's cool too. <laughs> yeah, I love wow. that. I love, I mean, as a reader, I love it. Sometimes you read a poem and you're like, I don't really know what this is about, but it's speaking to me and something. You have to sit with it and mm. work it out why it's speaking to you. Um, and it will be just one line that really cuts deep. Mm. Yeah, and they also like they. I think of poems as like jewels because they're little, and the ones you love kind of glitter. And they are also one of the few areas where you don't have to make sense, and there's not a lot of that that goes on. Like when you were saying that about Eat Dead, you would have to know what it is until the end. I was like, God, do you want to come to some of my TV meetings with me? Like, <laughs> Sinead says it doesn't have to make sense, everybody. You know, like, <laughs> that's what we're doing. So, you know, just let us do it. But um, it's a remarkable thing to leave things open to interpretation and and can change over time. What an incredible thing. Yeah. I would say as well, if you're writing stuff, don't be scared as queer people to tap into 
your superpower and and write poems about things that you're living i know that mm. i always bang on about him because he's my favorite contemporary poet is sean hewitt who's this incredible irish poet and he writes incredibly about everything but he also writes about cruising and and mm. uh, richard scott has written a book called soho that's incredible and he writes so much about sex and going out with your mates and drinking too much and all these incredible things that I think sometimes when people sit down and think they want to write a poem, they, they think they can't write about that. The poetry has to be about love and uh, breakups and, and heartbreak. But actually, you can write about whatever you want. That's interesting. Yeah, because often poetry is the, the realm, thought of as the realm of the unsaid, which I think is why it speaks to queer people in a specific sense, because there's, you know, but it could it can be all and more. So we had some listener recommendations of poems. That... Are you going to are you going to read mine out because I did send in one? Oh well, let's. Have Am a I going to show up on this list, or maybe I put an alter ego? Well, you can tell me when I get to yours. So, "Ode to a Nightingale" says in a imaginarium. Herbie says, "Little Lamb" by William Blake and "Howl" by Allen Ginsberg. Ginsberg. Ah, uh, "Howl" by Allen. I mean, Allen Ginsberg is deeply problematic, but so Bella Freud will stop selling that jumper that says Ginsberg is God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how was the first poem that I truly fell in love with? I just really, I loved it so much. It's such an incredible poem. And forget me not says Grant Walker. Sibyl says under milk wood. Mm. Grant says Lady Shalott. Um, Begin by Brendan Kennelly says E H. Tom Stewart zero eight zero eight. How I go to the woods by Mary Oliver. Short film by Danae Smith. Danae Smith is or Danae Smith is so incredible and sort of was at the forefront of new queer poetry so true writes incredibly about gender about race in such an accessible incredibly fresh way like I feel like Danez opened the door to a lot of people what what do you think Shana? Absolutely. I remember the first time I read some of their work was um, Roundhouse Poetry Collective Mm -hmm. in like 2019 and I just, I just, it was like them and Morgan Parker, like they're my two favourite um, poets, that I guess all I had to go on in terms of poetry was the stuff that I read in secondary school, which I wasn't interested in, like the Tiger Tiger Burning Bright stuff. I'm sorry, I don't, no, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I, I reading Deneza's stuff, I was just like, wow, this is what poetry can do. That's crazy. I wish people, I wish more people knew that. Mm. They really do. If they could put Ned Smith on the GCSE syllabus, it'd just be. They do. They need to. <laughs> it'd just be incredible. It would just. It, it's so great. It's so great. If anyone like um, Homie is is probably my favourite of their books. Okay, well, worth a Google. Dinez D A N E Z Smith. Yes. And Sinead, what do you remember the first poem you loved, or what? I mean, we sort of know who your favourite poet is. Maybe if we've just been talking about Dinez, but do you remember the first poem you loved? Um, Morgan Parker has a poem, I think it's called Matt, and it's about her sort of like relations with this white guy that she was dating. And I wrote a poem after that poem and I just sort of like fell in love. It has, it's just like really like staccato and manic and just really hard to read but not in a dense way just kind mm-hmm. of like on edge of your seat kind of I don't know where this is going but I really want to know 
Um, but yeah, Morgan Parker, all-time favourite. Okay, thank you for that. So then we asked people their favourite queer poems. Cam says anything by Cupcake with two Ks. Do you know Cupcake? <laughs> the internet, the internet rapper. <laughs> yeah, she's a rapper. Oh, she's kind that of, Cupcake. She's amazing. She's insane. I love her. It, it, that person who said that, you're right. That's poetry right there. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and what is it? Because we interviewed Patty Smith and she said that a really interesting thing that I wanted to ask you, Sinead, was that she said she originally was a poet and then she realised, I think it was her who said this, um, I don't think she's particularly litigious, that she actually kind of started writing music because it was a way to make money from poetry type thing. And I wonder if you're going to start a band at any time. Uh, <laughs> um, I have not yet made that link in my personal like poetry journey I could see I could see why that would make sense though um I I like you know what maybe if I when I first started to like get into like music I think what I loved the most about it was lyric more than like anything else so you know what maybe that is true maybe it's like it was the reverse maybe music made me sort of like fall into poetry you can be Benny Taupin Ben can be Elton. I think I think we'd both be both be burning. I, uh, <laughs> I, Listen, um... fine, I'll get my guitar out then. Okay, <laughs> we're starting a band. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I agree with Sinead though that I think music really turned me on to poetry in a way because the lyrics is always really key. I was such a music fan mm. in my teens and the lyrics were what I was obsessed with and lots of the bands that I was into in the 90s were referencing the beat poets and Sylvia mm. Plath and really interesting writers so that opened a lot of doors to me as well. Just come out and say it, Manic Street Preachers. Um <laughs> 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 they were my favourite band. But it's quite controversial. There are some poets who get very sniffy and say music lyrics are not the same as poetry. And I think there is a distinction between lyrics and poetry, but mm. I don't think there's a problem with music lyrics being a gateway drug to poetry. I think it 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 helps people understand how you can play with words and play with rhythm and and get your emotions across in an interesting way. I agree. I agree. I think there are, there are a lot of people who kind of look at certain genres and are kind of like oh this isn't like 
this sounds like too much, I guess, because of who it's sort of like associated with. But when you break it down, it's poetic, it's wordplay. Mm. When you look at um, rap, when you look at like hip hop, it's, it's poetry, it's poetry, it's pure poetry. But I think, I, I don't feel the need to like have that sort of separation. I think they're exciting in, in much of the same ways and, and in some ways completely like different. But I think they're, yeah, there doesn't need to be such a distinguishing thing going yeah. on there, I think. And when you look at someone like Kay Tempest now, mm. and their work and their releasing albums as well as books, and mm. that's really interesting as well, I think. Yeah, that's mm. a really good point. And I also think that when you said about making 14 poems, making poetry accessible and making queer poetry accessible, I get a bit of a personal it's only a personal thing, but like be in my bonnet about things being excluding of and there being a hierarchy of of snobbery when actually these are about people sharing really deep personal things, you know what I mean? And and things that can help other people discover bits of themselves that are locked away or things that they're finding difficult. And I think if it's a lyric or or a piece of poetry, it should be for everybody. I, I don't like that hierarchy because that implies that it has to be held in some pedestal in order for, for it to matter and i you know that's not what being on planet earth is about it's just different forms isn't it it's like if you have a prose poem versus a rhyming couplet poem like sometimes a pop song speaks to you in just the same way as as a poem can i was talking to um one of the person the last issue troy kabida who is a great poet and he he was really open about saying all my influences are rihanna songs and, great. and pop songs and he wants to get across that same guttural punch that you sometimes get from a pop song in his poetry mm, mm, i think that's wonderful yeah any news on the rihanna album <laughs> i think that baby's coming before the rihanna album mm. <laughs> yeah, i mean yeah. that baby's yeah. probably out by the time this comes out we knew something was cooking mm. um <laughs> eily miles i always put my pussy oh is that a cupcake lyric <laughs> um eily miles is great though i would say milo says any of sappho's fra- fragments yeah sappho is fascinating just I mean, I'm by no means an expert, but... Who is Sappho? I'm thinking of Sapphic, lesbian... Yeah, well, that's where it comes from, because Sappho was an ancient Greek poet, and she wrote... They only really have fragments that survive, but they're all very lesbian, very um, about love, and yeah, just Sapphic. (laughs) Good to know. Ben Townley Cannings commented, hook up by Michal McCann. Michal's very exciting, and he's a wonderful poet um, from Derry in Northern Ireland. And mm. hookups really good because it's it's about going on grinder, but it's from this perspective of him doing that in rural Northern Ireland, and the nearest person is seven kilometers away, and it's it's about wow. craving connection rather than sex and wow. wanting to reach through this sort of rural surroundings and and just feel another queer person and know that they're near. It's incredible. Wow, beautiful. Hope by Emily Dickinson. What gay porn has done for me by Donika Kelly. There's plenty on here. Strawberries by Edwin Morgan says Ray. When I heard that at the close of the day by Whitman, I, having a Coke by you by Frank O'Hara. There are so many. Ah. Also, friend and yeah. I found. Go on, sorry. No, I just get excited by these poems. Ah. <laughs> I mean, it's a good job I run a poetry journal because I get excited about poetry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, there are so many. Also, friend I found, and I found W.H. Audem's poem about a blowjob the other day called A Platonic Blow. 
Um, and whilst it's not his best after much red wine, it is somewhat hilarious. Well, we'll be looking that one up. Um, I think it's very interesting that things like W.H. Auden, where you do, you get taught about them at school and you read their poetry at school and then they don't say that they were gay. And I know there's a lot of things about closeted writers in that era, but W.H. Auden was a gay man and it would have helped me connect to literature and to his work if I'd known that at mm. school. Um, but it sort of has kept silent. 100%. And so much of what was reported from the front line of World War One, for example, all those famous poems, you know, like Dulce, Decorum Est and all of that, they were all written by queer men. And that kind of lyrical queer eye on such traditionally masculine places and spaces like the military, the way that they captured it is such a beautiful, unique take by being an outsider that only an outsider can can have I feel and I think that's what poetry does and actually the queer eye the queer lens on anything is so special because you're naturally an outsider right Mm. yeah Yeah. and actually to see those things are peppered back through history but it was just hidden is beautiful I I mean I don't know why you know on Remembrance Day when everyone reads Wilfred Owen poems and Secret to Soon and Mm. you know those two people were both gay and we never referenced that in anything i just think it's this big erasure really that Mm. although there is a great film coming out about secret to soon and wilfredo which handily i've forgotten the title of but uh (laughs) it's googleable though (laughs) it's googleable jack loudon's in it it's very good if it's okay, I'm going to ask you two to help me choose a winner of our t-shirt competition. And then, Sinead, you're going to read us out with your new poem. Can I call it your new poem? Yeah. With your new poem, which is called Dorothy, Please! Exclamation mark. So what we do is we do review of the week on the podcast. It's not weekly, so the title is wrong. Uh, we read out three reviews and our favourite review wins a Homo sapiens t-shirt. So if you want to be within your own chance, with your own chance listeners of winning a t-shirt, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us. We make a rule that we also read out the bad ones. (laughs) Wow, that's brutal. Brace, brace. I know, but you know, all voices welcome. (laughs) No, not in my world. It's only compliments or nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're going to start with a good one. This is from Jamie B. Pearson. I love this podcast so much, dot, dot, dot. That I thought very seriously about cancelling my first and quite expensive foreign holiday for ages to go to the first live event. Jamie, I'm so pleased you didn't. Uh, The live (laughs) event was great, but I want you to have a holiday more. Then I realised that this was ridiculous. Oh, you were one step ahead of me. Um, So wandered about flying back to the UK from the US for one night to attend. Jamie, Chris gently dissects and normalises so many aspects of sexuality, gender and related behaviours with a beautiful selection of guests. Uh, I think a large band of followers are deeply loyal to this slice of probably inclusive, amusing and inspiring bit of media. Thank you, Jamie. Um, So that's number one. Number two, coming out at 30, brackets being Indian and nine years later, I turned to Homo sapiens during COVID. Mental health was all over the place, like my development in being out for seven years at the time. This has really helped me in recent years in progressing and developing myself, acknowledging the shame and connecting with so many amazing souls and their life stories. Some I've literally been absorbed and resonate with in so many ways. It's allowed me to make peace with my past and also make me realise the feelings I felt were natural and I wasn't going mad. This has honestly changed where I was and am going. Thank you, Homo sapiens. Well, thank you so much for listening and what a lovely thing to hear that we've been in in any way, shape or form help. 
So that was five stars. Next one, two stars. <sighs> Ready, everybody? Two stars. Why promote a guest on this? When, really, it's someone joining the extremely long intro, in inverted commas, right at the end. Mm-hmm. Unusual approach, disappointing. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe you do this to yourself and read the negative one. Because otherwise <laughs> it's just blowing smoke up our own arse. So we, we have to, you know, we have to, we have to. Okay. I'm like a cult leader. I, I only accept compliments. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to give you a little clue, Ben. We only give T-shirts to people who give us compliments. Oh, okay. Um, that's good. That's, that's actually good. not true. We did once, twice, many times we've given away to the really rude ones. Balance is important. <laughs> so, would you do me the honour of choosing your favourite out of those three? Uh, I, think, I think the second one. I thought the first one was very lovely, but the second one has gone on a real journey. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Jamie. I'm so sorry that these two have let you down. Can we send Uh, them both one? Ben, stop that. Stop (laughs) that. There's a budget. Um, uh, We're going to have to now. Now he said it. (laughs) Okay, you both get a t-shirt and podcast rule. You can have one too. If you write to hello at homosapienspodcast.com, tell us you were the person and we'll send you a t-shirt. I understand that that has a slight flaw in it that anyone could write in. But anyway, tell us your size. You've got to tell us your size as well. And we'll have a rustle in the cupboard and see what we've got. Keep those coming. I'm going to say goodbye now. And then Sinead's going to play us out with her new poem. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Thank you so much to Ben and Sinead. Sinead, how can we find you online should we wish to follow you, etc., follow your work? So I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram. Instagram and both of my apps are at BLK Dorothy so at B-L-K-D-O-R-O-T-H-Y Wonderful and your pamphlet comes out when with who again? It comes out in August of this year with Bad Betty Press And Ben, give us the lowdown for 14 poems When's the next one out? How can we submit? How can we get our mitts on some? The next issue is out mid-April so by the time this comes out you can pre-order it and they're mm. very exciting poets there's andrew mcmillan um and ollie o'neill and lisa lux some really exciting people um brilliant and you can submit your poems uh whenever to our email address um which is on our website and on our social media uh and instagram is 14 poems the numbers and uh twitter is 14 poems the letters because someone had nicked the other 14 poems Damn. Well, um, <laughs> listeners, those of you who don't subscribe to 14 Poems, get involved. Also, a wonderful gift for friends. I'm just going to say that. I've given them to people and they always love them. It's a special present and it's a very, very special anthology. So thank you both for joining me. Please get in touch, listeners. It's hello at homosapienspodcast.com or at homosapiens on Instagram. Send us your agony uncles. And there's something else. Oh, at homosapienspodcast on Facebook. Thank you, listeners, for listening to a wonderful episode of this. I've loved this. Thank you both. It's been brilliant. Fabulous, Chris. Oh, pleasure. Sinead, would you like to play us out with Dorothy, please? Dorothy, please. Split roll, dizygotic. She, the unrunt, fully formed from skin-to-skin contact, from mummy I want. Her cheeks apple an old blush like hope singing out of a conch shell. I take the yellow brick and empty the red yoke of her, wedge straw under the pinch of her nail bed, pronounce her scalp with oil, riot in my blood, drag her from the dressing room. She would have gone home righteous in her pigtails. I'll take this into my womanness, budget between my borrowed ribs, 
turn to the audience. Thank you, everybody. I've had a wonderful time. Now, listen here. Uh, <laughs> now, now, listen here. Next week, we are talking to none other than Self-Esteem. She is the pop icon who was every single person in the world's favourite album last year, every Papers album. She was nominated at the Brits. She is the most exciting thing to happen in pop for a long time. And she's coming by to talk to us listeners because that's what we like bringing to you. Only the best. Get in touch with us at Homo Sapiens on Instagram, Facebook at Homo Sapiens Podcast, particularly with your agony uncles. Email your comments, questions, agony uncles, all of the above to hello at Homo Sapiens Podcast.com. Okay, ta for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.